Wow. A, a, a post game show we thought was going to go to- we thought was going to go completely differently. <laughs> we live to see another game somehow. I'm going to pull up some texts. You guys have been watching the podcast. <laughs> yo, I was actually going to say that as a suggestion. Like, yo, read off these texts that was going John, off throughout gonna, the first half. If you're going to pull up texts, you better pull up your text first. No, no, you no. Already no, have- no. Just you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yo, no. You had the best ones. What are you talking about? Nah, there's not, there's, there's you, nothing like a John text in the second quarter. John had his post You got to start with the least singles, man. You can't go with the the – the right, Jimmy Toscano, somewhere at about the two-minute mark. Yeah, they'll lose this game. They deserve to. <laughs> Bobby Manning, maybe two minutes later, this is over. No, Jimmy has a better one. Jimmy has a better one. Bobby, again, I don't know what we're going to talk about if they don't even try tonight. <laughs> Jimmy, just that. Just, just that. What exactly. the F was that? Oh, oh that was man. that turnover between Tatum and, and Kemba in the first uh, Then first we start talking before. about Cantor's tan. <laughs> Naturally, Heat tan. devastating Heat. tan. Tan cancer. Let's Absolutely. go. Shaking I my thought- head, Jimmy Toscano. Blame pie round two. <laughs> oh my! No, so Bobby Manning. So weird to see this team meltdown and not to care. Wasn't them all year? Wow. <laughs> Family fight. Smart hates Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> oh man, the emotions. <laughs> I'm actually mad it's tied. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I love. <laughs> Who said Miami that? Begging them to take it I said that. Oh, what man. a funny game. Listen, guilty. I am. We were I still mad when the Celtics took like a four-point lead. You know? Like it was such a strange John, game. Like it took I've never I'm seen one. Like shake that. the anger, right? John, this was you. I'm not kidding. We're doing a effing 15-minute posting <laughs> show. This is what they're gonna do. If they're not showing up, we're not staying up late. <laughs> Can we? I mean, no, just one turn the horn. Fuck these guys. Okay, good night. <laughs> it sounds stupid now, but they opened this game one for ten from the field with nine threes. They looked like they didn't want to be out there. They looked like the bubble was, escape game. It was body snatcher shit again. Like, yeah, yeah it was bad. Who are these guys? Like, who are these guys just walking around the court and like yeah. reaching in and fouling and heaving threes early in the clock? Like. What did they do for 48 hours? Like, didn't they, like, come up with a different strategy? It was so <laughs> perplexing. It was and then like- this was easily, from the second quarter, I mean, and, and through into the, the third quarter there, into the fourth, was their best stretch of basketball of the playoffs. Like, that might have been it. It was no question. Great oh, defense, was. attacking, taking what was there. I mean, it was unreal, fighting through picks. It's just all of it. It was just... You know, unbelievable. To me, it started on the defense. You know, yeah. like you got those three, four stops in a row. I'm like, I don't even care what happens on the other side. They've actually put together four stops in a row. <laughs> like, that hadn't happened all series. Not only that, but they, they flipped the turnover game big time in that second they half. They did. The they heat started throwing four. it away. Yeah. Yeah. The turnovers were so much better in this game. I mean, you had, what, 20 last game? It was, 11 yeah, okay, 11. Because they had 10, like, when it you know maybe you got one garbage one late but it was essentially ten turnovers up until the game was out of hand completely and that really was one of the differences in this game because we were killing them for the sloppiness in that fourth quarter of game four whether it was Marcus Smart Tatum Brown I mean those three guys were kind of leading the charge there and tonight it was completely second half was completely different I mean that first half you couldn't have drawn up a more frustrating first half of basketball coming off of 
the game that you just had. I mean, that's why John was reading off those texts. I mean, those texts were all from majority was from the first half. Obviously, the third quarter they Mostly came up. From you guys, you guys gave up. Yeah, John, you were the you were the pillar of hope. In that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, by the nine minute mark of the first quarter. No, yeah, they I think were... the reason. We didn't get any text from John because I think he was watching. I think his kids had taken over the TV at that point. I don't even know if he was. Oh, yeah, I was done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so but, startling. Um, I mean, the Celtics gave up free throws on 30% of possessions in the first half. Offensive rebounds on 30% of the possessions. Like, this was mm-hmm. as bad as they've looked all postseason in that first quarter specifically, not the first half. And then by the third quarter, Miami's starting one for 10. It's breakout layups. Uh, you know, great diagonal passes, drives mm-hmm. and kicks for three. Like the offense, the defense, it just shifted on a dime. I, mean, I think I think a lot of this is self-inflicted by Miami, but I think at least 50% is Boston turning it up yeah. defensively. Miami played a dog shit game, but I mean, I was like three quarters oh. of the way through my like, why Jason Tatum is never going to lead a team <laughs> to a championship column, you know? And I had to, I was ready to say, and how good was he? Tonight? And I had to set it on fire. I was just deep diving Tatum stats, and I was going to kill him for me. He yeah, he, showed, he did the same thing. He showed up, and like you can't be a transcendent star and do what Tatum's doing in these first quarters, and then he does, and then he completely turns it around. It's unreal. I'll tell you what it is: the three possessions in the, at the end of the third, when he got free throws on two of them and then got to the bucket, I think it was in the third one. That was, I mean, you talk about what he wasn't in the first, that's when he gets back to being the all-star transcendent player. That's what separated this game. Now it took a little bit more work in the fourth, but at that point when he did that, Dragic punches back a little bit. You start feeling good about them taking this game. And the rebounding, too. You see the rebounding right. numbers. is critical. But the Tatum, and again, and again, Miami missed a lot of makeable shots, too, and that helps. But, I mean, the Tatum thing is incredible because you really can't – you can't – You he's got – the reason we thought this team had championship aspirations is because he took it to the next level. And you're like, yep. oh, if Tatum's that guy and everybody else is the guys that they are, that's – possible but he can't right. not be that guy for long stretches like that he has to be uh michael pina had a, had a great text who does the winning plays podcast of you know friend of clns on clns media Love pina. Yeah, on clns media uh you know a terrific writer but like, great GQ observation now. you can't be if you're tatum you can't be you have to you have to always be the star if you you got to be a, a a two-way player all the time and you can't take off long stretches like this where you're like kind of a role player kind of there kind of not like he just it's not an option for him anymore he's ascended to that level he's got to be that guy always so it is strange again two games in a row he comes out like this and then boom he just I, I don't know. What do you guys think it is? I think he's going to change his pregame routine. I don't know what he does. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Listen, I'm I'm a deuce guy through and through, but maybe maybe he's too involved with the family. But you got to get more locked on to the game, going in there, a little bit more of a killer mentality. But he was a minus fourteen in that first quarter. A minus fourteen is the type of a of a stat that can can put. If you're the superstar and you're a minus fourteen, I mean. Yikes. I mean, plus nine isn't the end all be all, but it just goes to show some of these slow starts that he's had. Yeah. And the Celtics were, at the end of the day, the Celtics were lucky that the Heat just aren't that great of a team when it comes down to it, because this series should be over um, the way the Celtics have played uh, the last few games or the last couple of games, I should say. Um, but and I tweeted this. I said, it's, it's, I'm more mad because the Heat aren't that good. And there, it's not to say, I'm not, not to take away like 
their record is their record in the bubble or in the playoffs and they do play like a team, all the things that you need to do to win. But when it comes down to the talent aspect, like the Lakers, like, yeah, they're a really good team. You know, you can argue the Clippers should have been a lot better than how they finished, but the Celtics should be, should be ahead in this series, not behind. So for them to come out the way they did in the second half, again, showed me what they're capable of. It's just a shame that they put themselves in this hole because yeah. You know, now there's no room for error now, you know. And that's the thing. It, it Like, going back to Toronto, it continues to feel like it's a matter of choice with the Celtics. Yes. Where it's like, if they choose to focus, be aggressive on offense, moving the ball around and attacking, and then taking care of the ball, and then on defense, just keeping the defensive intensity up, not committing fouls, just that it, it, almost always the results are positive. I mean, right. it, it's... But it's a mentality thing. It's not a look. You have games when shots don't fall. Fine, but I mean, again, it's it's always a mentality thing with them. Is when they play that way, aggressive on both sides, they're they're usually creating distance. I mean, they've built big leads over two of the best teams in the East on a consistent basis when they do that, and then when they don't, and they just go back to three, 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 and well, just that's what of, they did. Yeah. That's what they did to start the game. Remember, they're eight of their first nine shots. Eight of their first nine made one. I mean, and, and that's that's their Achilles. That's their Achilles heel. When this team starts to yeah. rely on the, the lazy threes, is it a millennial thing? Maybe it's a millennial thing. Just you know, trying know, to get the easy. Us. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's it is a lazy thing to do. Like even you play pick up, you play pick up one on one. You're dying at the park. I legitimately answer that question. <laughs> you, no, because I've done it too. I've been dead in a one on one game. Been like you know three or four that. points a game point, points away, and I'm like, all right, what's the quickest way I can get to the winning score? And I just start launching threes. That is what it is. Like anyone can uh, associate with that. Start the game. To start the way. game's a stunner, and that's why I looked at it and said they're done. They want to get out of here. And you know, to some degree, I think Miami got a little too comfortable in front of them, kept them within that five to eight point range. So all of a sudden the Celtics look up around halftime and they're within like two possessions, string together a couple of makes off turnovers. And all of a sudden it's tied. It's like, what the heck? I looked up late in the first, second quarter when I already resigned myself to this game being over, saw them within five and was like, what's going on here? Like Miami just didn't have the urgency to close it when Boston was screwing around in the first half. Yeah, it sounds like hero ball. Like that's exactly what it looked like to me in that first quarter. And then it seemed like throughout, even when the Celtics were up big, Marcus Smart is just like, is he gone rogue? Is he just like on his own agenda at times? It seemed like he was making those hero shot attempts again in the first half. Uh, I can't uh, take it. John, his don't turnovers me were driving me nuts. Uh, the charges is one thing, but. Some of those careless passes. I mean, it's a bit concerning if you're going to look forward to the next game. I don't Marcus get it. Like that. There's no way someone's going to win if Marcus is playing like that. I'm sorry, but hey, they pulled it. Up t- they pulled it off today. Obviously, tonight, uh, Jason Tatum went nuts in that second half. Uh, attacking the rim, though. See, that's effort. That's the kind of effort. And I who, saw and who was doing that, Joe Sway? This is why I still defend Smart. He's the guy getting to the rim, making the passes well, from the eight assists again. Not yeah, only and- one who's getting to the rim. When Jalen yeah, was in the second half, yeah, was getting to the rim. Brown the was going to the rim all game. Jalen was great. So Jalen was great. He was great. Yeah. I great. tweeted before the game. I, Those, I officially uh, apologized to Jalen. I officially apologized before the game. I said, I'm sorry for saying that Jalen Brown takes too many shots sometimes. He needs to be the guy to carry the Celtics hey. team if they want to go anywhere. It's in writing. I had to make my formal apology. 
But I didn't want Take Jalen Brown to do it in by game him. six. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Because listen, nobody else, nobody else is willing to, you know, sort of carry that load or, or is able to carry that load. So Jalen Brown's suddenly become like your consistent guy out there who is physical. He plays both sides of the ball. He turns defense into offense, much like Marcus Smart does, but Marcus Smart is much more erratic on offense with the decision making, with some of the shot selection, um, you know, turnovers, not so much tonight, but um sometimes. Um, and I don't want to say too much because Bobby's got a soft spot in his heart for for Marcus. You can't say anything about Marcus Smart when Bobby's on the show because mm-hmm. he comes to his defense. But the bottom line is because he beat Brown, my Raptors. I got to show him respect. Yeah, the bottom line is Jalen Brown that was, was tough for you guys. Was the difference maker I think tonight? He was the steady hand when things were borderline going off the rails in the yeah. first half. And and who and who? And that's Cantor, guys. Come on, guys. Oh, Cantor. Cantor. Classic Cantor experience. Walking the tightrope. They put him in for two possessions in the fourth quarter. Brad 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 took the hook and went right out of there. If I was Mark Jackson's producer, when they're saying, like, both he and Van Gundy, and they're like, (laughs) the Cantor's been great. You know know he's going to play big minutes in the second half. I would start him (laughs) over Tice even. And I'm like, Brad doesn't do that. Uh, I was like, I was like I'm over sorry. under for Cantor minutes in the second half. I had it at three. He played when zero. Comes, <laughs> when Cantor comes in, Drogic's eyes are like this, and he beats him every time to the Did rim Drogic or on a step back. Something like forty field goal attempts uncontested inside the free throw line. How the hell did he get in there so often? That's who he is. I, he's I know, but my God, it's like slices and dices. He was just all of a sudden. It was like he's looking around. He's like, "Oh, I'm all alone in here." Right. If not, he'll just dribble in circles for four seconds and get wide open. Like he's he just alive. Yeah. If you if you if you're on YouTube late tonight, like you got to watch that highlight tape of him with Phoenix that year when they almost made the playoffs. Like this guy's one of the best slashers I've ever seen. He's great. And like he just 23 points in 35 minutes. He just paces them. And when Tatum went on that huge run I mentioned, he was right back every single time with a with a field goal. Now. Miami tightened up their rotation a little bit tonight, and that led to foul trouble for him, for Bam, who we'll get to, because that was a big, big change tonight, his play. Uh, and Butler was in foul trouble too. So that couple of concerning developments for Miami tonight, and Bam's the biggest of them all. Bam. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's the perfect Bobby YouTube rabbit hole is Goran Dragic. Suns playoff highlights. If you can get a random ass series. If you're up late tonight watching Suns YouTube, that team that team changed the course of the league because Isaiah went to Boston, Dragic went to Heat, and then the freaking Bucks got Bledsoe, which we know what that hat caused. Uh, So, yeah, can we talk about Bam? Because I knew it. I knew the Heat were full of it. Well, you broke the news, Bobby. Yeah, they downplayed it like crazy. His Bobby arm did break the news in the show. His wrist is broken, according to Bobby. His oh. arm's hanging dead for the last three minutes of last game, and he goes to the presser and is like, "I'm fine." Uh, they asked Spo- Spolstra. Spolstra's like, "Yeah, he needed ice on the shoulder, the elbow. It's everything, but he's fine." And then he comes out tonight, 13 points. He'd been averaging 26, eight rebounds, uh, eight assists, which is high, but he's a minus 15, worst on the Heat. I didn't feel his impact tonight, and in every other game, he was scoring at will. And think of what Daniel Tice did tonight, too. Like, there's there's right. a little something going on there. Now, the wrist probably isn't broken, but if it's, you know, 50 70%, like, he, it definitely seemed to affect him tonight. You weren't seeing him rolling to the rim and throwing down those alley-oops like they were early yeah. in the series. 
you know so that's something tells me forceful. that kind of tells me that like he yeah. he can't throw down kind of you know what i mean like if he's hey, hey, you hey, know hey, when, when you dunk Tyson props man tyson's playing some good defense too you get yeah, a little Oh, I was saying in that fourth quarter, if they go super small the way Tice had been playing, I was going to lose my mind because he was critical tonight on the defensive boards, on the offensive boards, and then those little cuts, his picks. uh, I think uh, Coach Nick did a breakdown of the way he was setting the picks in the early games against the zone wasn't effective. Tonight, he was able to slip into the lane, hit those little jumpers, get Kemba free on the wings. Like He did so much tonight. Agreed. Cantor didn't play a second in the second half, right? No. No, he came in for two minutes for two possessions, and they yanked him right out. Dragic scored on him real quick. He did? Yeah. I think it was early in the fourth. I didn't even remember at all because his his stat line was was less than a minute. because Yeah, it was was about 45 seconds, two possessions. (laughs) Okay, I missed it. I was was texting (laughs) you guys about being angry about smart probably. (laughs) Yeah. You did have some choice words. But here's the thing. I mean – so Stevens went to Grant and Cantor early in the game after not essentially not playing either one of them the game before. Is he like, is he Makes still no kind of like grasping at things? Sorry, Jimmy, I don't I went to the get one it. There, but I don't yeah. get it. Rob, Rob Williams minutes were great last game, you know, and like, then, yeah. And then he didn't play him and then Cantor was good. They needed it. They needed these. You know what it was? He was, it was okay. Hard. It was an offensive issue, not a defensive issue tonight. Even though Miami scored 58 points in the first half, the problem was offense. And they needed somebody to score some freaking layups, you know? And a, Cantor sometimes just kind of knocks you into that a little bit, you know? Because, I mean, he came in and it was immediately layup, layup, first two possessions. You're like, ah, look at that. Right, but so, they needed that last game too. Like they yeah, were freaking I agree. awful last game. Like just at that point, Brad Stevens should be throwing the kitchen sink out there, you know. And and, and for so for I was just surprised. I'm, I'm not mad about it. I'm I was glad to see it, but this I was is, surprised to see it. This oh, right. game. I, that's when Cantor came in. We had Grant and Cantor at the same time. Yes, and then Tice came right back in. What in the world was that? When was that? That was either a rare that was Granter a, lineup. I, I feel like that was third, maybe. Or early fourth, yeah, somewhere around there. It was so short. That was went- so perplexing because Grant was Grant like got caught a couple times on Dragic and he was just you know nowhere Dude. near him. You know, it was Cantor who got caught on the second possession, and then they Cantor. went right back down. Yeah. Well, didn't Cantor go in for Grant? No, they were both. No, they were there together. Oh, okay. They were on the floor at the same watching. time, and I was like, well, I was, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was right. I'm telling you, right. I think this was what I expected from Stevens when he was down, you know, three. Like, at the game four, what did I say? I like the way he his approach and, and his substitutions, it was almost as if he was already down 3 1. Now he's down 3 1 and he's playing more people. I, I don't He's, he's I still trying to figure it out. They went best five again and it didn't work. But yeah, he's got to keep Jordan trying that. Jordan was bad. Hey, so I'll give this to him, though. Spolster's kind of doing the same thing. Like, they went back to Linux tonight. They went back to Iguodala yeah, on the wing. To, they're trying to find that something there off that Yeah, they're, they're, they're throwing back and forth at each other. And Olenek was okay tonight. Uh, Iguodala, I thought, was probably a zero. Like, he had, the, he had the block on Tatum at the end, but he also gave up a ton to him. Uh, yeah, he, his minutes feel a little forced right now. But you know so, what, though? The Celtics essentially played – there's best six guys for the majority. This was a very short bench. This came down to seven on seven, and the Celtics yeah, I mean, had more. A, yeah, exactly. This was a very short bench. I mean, Cantor, Williams, and Watermaker totaled 22 minutes. 
So I mean, you're you're pretty much playing your your best six guys, right? I mean, and and that's that's playoff basketball. And I know, you know, and the Celtics have a weak bench to begin with, so it it makes it even that much more, like it makes that much more sense, in my opinion, for them to go heavy on those those starters because I, when you get into the and listen, Brad Watermaker's had a great you know playoff run, and and Grant and all all those players they contribute when they do, but. At the end of the day, I want to see the starters in there as much as possible. Mix in Smart, obviously. Mix in Hayward, whoever um, you know it is at that point. But yeah, if, if we if we think Stevens is second guess in the rotations, I got to hear now. Cantor enters at two o three in the third. Tatum hits a couple free throws. Drogic scores on Cantor. Tatum goes to the line again, and then in between the free throws, they took Cantor. It was it was from two o three to one twenty four. <laughs> It's weird to coach that scared though. Again, it happened every single game when they the, one the, bucket, one the bucket. Leash is so but, short you know, on that second, on that on 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 the bench, big breather. minute in that second half. Yeah, Tice got Tice got forty seconds with the two free throw trips. Yeah. All right, uh, let's. Honestly, uh, I'm going to play Brad Stevens. Is, Brad yeah. Stevens talking about uh, the, them being together. I mean, we're, we're prideful. Like we want to do well. You know, the four teams that are here are really good. They've had great years. They're also in the arena and on the stage where everybody's going to be talking about them and try to dissect them and break them down and all that stuff. So our deal was to come out and play, come out and compete, give it our best shot. And I thought we played pretty well in the second half. But we're going to have to do it again and again because of the position we're in. But well, we don't get caught up in all that other crap. We just, you know, we're trying to be our best. We care about competing. We care about representing our team and our organization well. Um, and we care about each other. And that's, I mean, that's why you compete. You know, maybe it was just that he was mic'd up. Brad seemed a little feisty tonight. Oh, yeah, big time. He's fired up. He had it. I mean, what he was at, he was down to his last option. It's like, okay, if, if you heard angry Brad on you guys, get mad Brad. He was feisty. Yeah, for sure. He was going mad at the Brad. refs a lot. Mad Brad, I like it. So he's in the bubble too. We talked about the players. They got their phone. They, I'm sure he heard a little bit. And if you even heard 10% of the talk around the team the last two days, it, for him especially, it was hot. It was it was hot takes, uh, some crazy takes. It was it, it got hot in Boston, especially on the I radio. Know. I don't know how, <laughs> but but Bobby hot take. Brad's 500 of, in the playoffs. Some of it it's is not that warranted, hard to take, right? People get really defensive. Right. Some of it is warranted. I mean, obviously I have no idea what everyone's saying on the radio, but listen, when you, when you have a must win game, like you did in game four and your team comes out like that, you better believe you're going to have, you're going to get criticized for the, until the next yes. game. When you, you know have, what I mean? When your team has more talent and you almost pissed away last series and then you lose this series, they look at the coach. That's every sport, every team. Why is Brad in, why is Brad Teflon to this? Because why you don't it? have a better option. I'm, it's not, not a better option. That doesn't matter. This is how sports works. When the team underperforms, they look to the coach always. And then and then Twitter, oh, the coach doesn't throw the passes. We know that. We're not friggin' idiots. We know the coach <laughs> didn't turn the ball over. It doesn't matter. That's the point. When players underperform, they look to the coach. It's not always his fault, but that's what happens. That's, that's, a, that's happens. a line, though. And I don't think any of you would have thought fire Stevens if they lost in five. We're not saying fire Stevens. I'm not no, saying I know. I'm saying, I'm saying that's the line people start to cross. I mean, sure, I, but you're always going to get those people. But there's also like the 
somewhat reasonable people who say, hey, wait a second, like something's off here. That's fair. You know, the Celtics shouldn't be in this position. They shouldn't have came out the way they did. They shouldn't be getting torched. Um, you know, the, the zone shouldn't be confusing the way it has been after all this time. You, you dealt with it with the Raptors, you dealing with the Heat. And for you to say, oh, you can't criticize bad because there's no better option. The two aren't connected. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there, there's no reason that like one should mean the other. And also, yeah, when, 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 and I'm again, I'm not saying get rid of Brad Stevens. I, I don't want that. I, I think he's the best guy for the job. But nobody knew Brad Stevens was on the radar when Doc Rivers went to the Clippers. So we don't really know what options are always out there, right? So a guy has to be held accountable when his team shits the bed. Um, you know, the Celtics came out and they did what they had to do tonight. And if they can do that again on Sunday. Listen, Brad's not coaching for his job. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm no, I'm, he's we're, not. We're all we're, we're all sure of that. <laughs> no, John knows that. That's why he's pissed about it. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I never understand why it's impossible. Why you don't criticize? Like you know, no, it's fair. You have it's to. Fair. Because it's, it's been, over, it's been overwhelmingly good. And we talk about the three conference finals. Uh, 18 still going to go down as an all-time disappointment. Uh, last year, of course, criticized Brad to the moon. I, I, last year was a disaster. Uh, but you look at 17, overachievement, and then this year, probably a little bit of an overachievement too, relatively. That's what we said last game too. Yeah. Last so, which, is why, which is why we're not we're not calling for his head, but you can still – listen, yeah, overachievement based on game so one. People get so defensive about it. Right. But the, based on game one of, of the season, yes, this is an overachievement. But based on what we know about the Celtics now, based on what we know the teams that they've, they've played against, they should yeah. be beating these teams. So when they don't, you have to question what, like what's going on behind the scenes. Is it a coaching issue? Yeah. Is it, you know, leadership? Is it a player issue? I mean, we criticized Tatum. We criticized Jalen Brown. Yeah. We criticized Marcus let's, Smart. Let's, we can't, we had to criticize Brad Stevens too. Let's shift off Brad. You know who I thought was good tonight? Kemba. Despite the fact that the stat line wasn't really gaudy. He had he, good spurts. Yeah. He, but he played, he played hard all game defense, all game, aggressive, all game. I thought Kemba had a had a had a had a had a pretty solid all around performance, even though he wasn't really lighting it up. But he was fired up. I thought all game long. I, you know, it, 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 certainly on the defensive end, we were killing him over that last time. Yeah, let's dribble in quick decision making. I think that played a big part. Obviously. Uh, he was making those decisions quicker. He wasn't dribbling out the clock. And on the on the defense, he was he looked better. You know, you saw him chasing a little bit here and there for the most part. There were some unfair calls, I think, on his part. Uh, there were some a handful of, of calls that I think he earned. But for sure, I, I think we saw different Kemba on both ends. On defense, especially, I think that that's where I've been keeping my eye on the most. Uh, but Kemba, they're going to need offense sooner or later if they really want to, you know, force Game Seven here. Yeah, so. he he's fiery and he makes good decisions. Uh, he's had some big moments in the clutch in these postseasons, and of course, he didn't get that opportunity tonight with the fifth foul. But I see him early in that third, the questionable call you talk about where he draws the offensive foul. He was fired up. And then yep. there's some plays where he doesn't draw the three-point yep. foul where he probably should have, where he's getting intense. And he's not yelling at the refs. He's not putting himself at risk of a technical. But there's there's a fire underneath him. And we don't give him a ton of credit for the defense because the effort usually is a little futile for him. But yep. the effort he gives the positioning he puts himself in. It's all stellar. He's rarely out of place. Even when he gets lost, he finds a man, he communicates. Uh, he's been sensational. But, John, I'll throw this back at you. You actually mentioned this last postgame show. The closing lineup, Tyson for Kemba. They teased it in game four, got away from it quickly yep. because they had the option to put Kemba in there. But tonight with five fouls, Brad got a convenient excuse yep. to run those four, Tyson, and it was sensational. They yep. blew Miami out of the water in those yep. five minutes where they've been so bad. 
Yeah, it it it, it with a lead. That lineup makes sense. When you need buckets, it's hard to have. Yeah. But again, right. But they've they've pissed away these leads late. But we've been talking about that. With a lead, I like that lineup. You know, I like that lineup. We just talked about criticizing. I mean, who's gotten more criticizing? Who's gotten more criticism than Kemba Walker has over the last two series, right? Toronto, especially. Yeah, and you can and you like you said, Bobby. I mean, these guys, you know, they've got phones in the bubble. They've got better, Jimmy. Who? I'm just yeah, kidding. Exactly. I know. I know. But my point is, you know, he's seeing, you know, I'm sure he's seeing some of it or hearing some of it. And he wants to go out there and prove that he belongs, you know, on a winning team in this situation. And again, I mean, you, you can make the case that every game is the, is the next biggest game of his career. I know. I know that the guys on TV had like a mini debate about that earlier. That was but goofy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Obviously. I'm so I don't sure know. Way too long. I don't know. We oh, just UConn might have been his biggest game of his career. <laughs> Are we still uh, uh, there's nothing like a game <laughs> seven NBA playoff. What time is it? <laughs> Oh, Where's my slippers? Like they just got they got Do we care about pace anymore? Yeah. But <laughs> you guys are talking about Kemba's defense, and I think we can all agree that that might be like the weaker link of of his game and of maybe the of the five guys on the court. But it's when he's not hitting his shots, when he's not getting to the rim, when he's not opening things up for other guys. That's when it really hurts the team, right? So we we said that right before the playoffs even start, we were like, well, Tatum and Kemba need to be on their games for the Celtics to have a chance. We didn't realize that J- that Jalen Brown was going to elevate his game to where he did. So that's kind of taken some of the heat off, I think, scoring-wise, at least some of these guys. But you still need effective uh, Kemba Walker on offense yeah. to make up for some of those defensive lapses. Because because let's be honest, I mean, he, he he's not ever been known for that type of a player, and he's not going to just become that type of player. Yeah, and he's your pacer. Like he's gonna give you the steady shots, especially through these first halves where they haven't been as good. I thought game four he was the only guy rolling in the first half. But tonight, mm-hmm. similar situation, strong start, steady buckets. It just gives you that diet of open shots because he can create them for himself. And it's just late game. You start questioning, do you want him in there? Do you not? It's a critical question. I think the only positive is that he's a guy who's gonna roll with it if Brad decides to bench him in that spot. I mean he's a consummate anything you say, I'm gonna not do and yep. Well, in certain situations, it might be necessary. I mean, he he was a big reason they capsized late in game four. Uh, His defense was not good down the stretch of that game. And through no fault of his own, it's just his size. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. Uh, so so they, Tyler, but it, it, it's like a, it would be like an offense defense type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing dramatic. Um, Hero. They held him down tonight. Finally, right, thirty-seven to fourteen. That was that was nice. He saw a little bit of Jalen tonight. He saw a little bit of everybody. Um, but I mean, also just yeah, just wasn't. I mean, he was fine. Well, then that goes back yeah, to thirty-seven Kemba. last game. Was, I mean, that's what it, you know, <laughs> let's face it. He wasn't going to come out and drop thirty again. But yeah, I, I, I'm actually kind of surprised he had fourteen. He finished with fourteen. I thought he had less. Yeah, so, I mean, the, so I saw a jarring stat that when I, Kemba was guarding Hero, that he had 25 points on like 14 possessions, and that's like a fourth that of the points that they scored in the game. So they got him against Kemba often, and he can shoot right over him. There were a few scary moments from him tonight. He, a couple of those shots were in garbage yeah. time, so they realistically held him under 10, which was huge. Yeah. The tricky thing with Miami, and this is what I've noticed about them at this point, Butler's been so passive. And it's worked for them. Uh, tonight, been doing that all season, though, but yeah. Tonight, tonight they needed him a little bit more up front, especially with Bam being a little slower. Uh, I just think the Celtics are in a good position if the Heat are saying, all right, 
Iguodala, Hero, and uh, Duncan Robinson are going to be our lead guys offensively. The gap, if the Celtics lead guys are playing on their game, as we see tonight, is just massive. And Hero can be great. Good game tonight, great game in game four. But you need a little bit more from Butler, just a little bit. Like, he hasn't been bad, but the assertiveness, especially in the fourth quarter, I thought he was going to start charging. They were down, you know, seven, then 10, then 14, and he never came. I think Jalen needs to keep point. applying more pressure on him. Like, I, I, there's one thing I took away from this game. I just feel like who's Jaylen that here or Butler? Uh, Butler. I just feel like Jalen Brown, like he's become so important now. I mean, he's always been important, right, in this entire series. But I just feel like when he's flowing, when his offense is going, it's not only contagious, but it also opens up other shots. Like when he's when he's sulking, and we saw it early in the series, right? When he's kind of like sulking that it was a game two of the the, the fight or whatever, like. It's it's almost like when he's in the corner, it helps Miami. It's like another defender for Miami. And he, he hasn't done that in the last couple of games. And this game in particular, I just feel like he's been a lot more active on both ends on the offensive end. It just it just really makes the, the offense look different, especially when the shots are going down. Like, that's what scared me a bit in the first half. But, again, with this Celtics team, it's all about the second half. Like, we have no idea what team is going to show up after halftime. I, I, I have no idea what to think going forward now. Exactly. Me neither. I'm like, just wake me up for halftime and then I'll figure it out from there. Because at this point, like you just throw, you have to throw away the first half most of the time in these games because you don't know what you're going to see after halftime. I was passive was a good, good way to put it with Butler. I was surprised by a lot that like, like outside of Dragic, it seemed like there was almost everybody on the heat was fairly passive tonight. I mean, if you look at the shot distribution again, I know this is their team, but it's again, it's, you know, it was, but uh, at a bio five of eleven, Butler five of eleven, Crowder five of twelve, yeah, like <laughs> Robinson seven of fifteen, Hero six of twelve. Like Dragic had the most shots with seventeen. Really friggin' democratic, you know. Like just mm-hmm. they really shared it around, you know, around. But nobody was, you know, searching for it. I don't know. I guess again, that's, that's their mentality. I was um, gonna say that's kind of them, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. like you'll get a hot guy. Like they've Dragic's asked Butler here. about this a million times, and he says the same thing every time. Yeah, right. Different and guys. I asked you guys about this two nights ago. I'm like, is Butler going to do that Butler thing? Because if he does, Celtics could be in really big trouble. But I don't think Eric Spolch is going to do that because he hasn't done it up to this point. Of course, there is next game. There's game seven. One of these games, he has to give him the green light, right? But then again, if he does do that, does that come off as a panic move? If you do that in game six, what's the I mean, you know, I, what's the attitude? What's the approach heading into game seven? If you're Tyler Hero thinking, you know what, maybe that was my game and that's it. But I don't think they think like that. It's just not the it's not the culture, my answer. Butler's just not a good enough shooter to be a guy you have to worry about offensively, really. I know he can be aggressive and get to the, you know, get to the basket sometimes and but he is a pick his spot sort of player. If he's a guy who has the ball in his hand is trying to generate his offense, that's gonna force him to shoot jumpers, which is what you want him to do. Yeah, um, and the Celtics are well equipped to stop that too if that's going fine. after one on one. and they have the defenders. It, yeah. it it can't be a Butler series because he's not equipped to take control it's just not his thing that's the thing no, no, but the Southerners have dug themselves into a big enough hole where it's just one butler game could really put them in you know? i know Especially I just, like I said, when the offense goes stale the way it did it in the first half it's not even him like trying to score all the points either though like he he can get on the ball a little bit more because they leave it to dragic butler floats he can hit the corner three but overall he's not a good three-point shooter so when he floats when he's playing the back line it does help the celtics get in the paint and protect it a little more you know what else yeah, has been happening too? Favorite. Jake Crowder's ice cold right now. I that could keep going. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say all the Crowder threes. That could, that could keep going to the end of the series, man. He's really, he's really down on himself. It's right bad. Now. It's bad. They're hitting the back of the rim. <laughs> yeah. 
He's get, bad. Get, get, <laughs> no, he's not. Get, no, he's not. And right. hey, John's gonna say that. You have to watch this guy. John never liked this guy. I mean, he came into the no, series for the first two games, forty percent. Okay? If you're Jay Crowder and you're averaging twenty points throughout the playoffs, throughout the, the first what twelve games, it's gonna be a huge drop off. I don't know how this guy fooled so many people into thinking he was he's something. I'll tell you what. Do we have to do this? Because I'll get into this. The weird place, John. Some people have been balling, man. It's been a surprise. The one thing Jay Crowder did was unseat Jeff Green. He ended the Jeff Green era in Boston, thankfully. I'll never forget like the the game where Crowder came off the bench and Jeff Green was having a horrible game. And Crowder just dominated. And everyone was like, this guy, Jay Crowder, he wants to play. He plays hard. You know, he's a gamer. It was like everything Jeff Green wasn't showing that he was, and that kind of flipped the role, and that made that catapult to Jay Crowder into like Celtics he legend status for <laughs> he a while. He changed the feeling around the team a little bit. I mean, he did a good job he in does. Memphis. He's he done a good job in Miami. He's been a couple others. Oh, he didn't change the Cavaliers. Him and Isaiah were secret agents over there, but uh, in most teams <laughs> he's improved. <laughs> But he is what he is. He's Jag Crowder, just another guy. He's Crowder. Fine. He's perfectly fine. Yep. He's he's a five three. He's a six through eight guy. Okay. When you're relying yeah. on him for for stuff or for offense, you're you're. Ooh, man, did the Celtics rely on him too back in? That's what days. I mean. <laughs> Here, the Celtics did because they didn't have anybody else then, and that's why people liked him. But Miami shouldn't be relied. If you get bonus Jay Crowder points or minutes or whatever, great. It, uh, it, but that shouldn't be something you're counting on to to, right. to a team like the Celtics. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, that's true. I just think guys like that really like that. That's how Miami puts together wins against teams like the Celtics or whoever teams that they're measured up against, where they seem like they're the underdog. Like guys like that, a couple threes, you know, here and there, and mm-hmm. they're into it. You know, Jay was a little into it, but it seemed like he was all in his head. You know, it feels like uh, it was not the same Jay I saw in the first two games that was yeah. a lot more exciting and, you know, up in people's faces. Well, well, he, what do you do? What, go ahead, Bobby. He wanted to attack Kemba, and he did at the end of the game, but they're getting other guys on Kemba, so he's just he's just floating. Uh, I thought they're in a tricky position now because they're getting a little tighter. They've effectively benched Olenek, Jones. Uh, you see Solomon Hill, who gives them nothing. I don't know what Spolster's looking for there. So, effectively, Maybe you has, try Haslam out. I was just going to say that. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for the Haslam timeout. I can't believe we saw it tonight. I was like, they got to do that one timeout where there's Haslam, the wily veteran who, you know, these kids look up to. Oh, Tyler Hero is like, who's dad is this? You know, like. They got smoked right out of timeout, too, after his big speech. I've never met this guy. <laughs> whose dad is this yelling at me on the bench? Yeah. <laughs> Like you see the look Solomon Hills got going too. The it's a quarantine look. Yo, he still got it going. Yo, he's, he's still in quarantine. He stays in his room. I swear. Yeah, like he hasn't doesn't even, doesn't even chill by the pool. Doesn't doesn't do nothing. He hasn't paid a visit to William Rondo, the bubble barber. <laughs> How about um speaking of heat? Speaking of heat, nobodies because we're well not nobodies, but guys who are just not part of the team anymore. Kendrick Nunn's. Yes, they've lost so many guys, Jimmy. Here. They they played seven guys tonight, and you boil it down to the Celtics seven uh, to the All to the Heat six. Team. You boil it down to both these teams' top seven. The Celtics have a little bit more in there. Like the strength of the Heat's supposed to be their bench, their That's depth. It. It's kind of oh, like what happened to Toronto. Playing. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. So when when you boil, you're right, Bobby. When you boil it down, when they shorten these rotations, you have to like the Celtics personnel 
or with Heat personnel. <laughs> now, whether or not these guys can put it all together and play as a team and play their style. Sorry, this guy. I, I just looked at the comment section for a second. This guy, in all caps, none had COVID. <laughs> did he? Okay, buddy. Oh, Tony he Mark did. He smart, did. Bro, he yeah. did. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody's affected differently, Joe Sway. Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry. Go ahead. That's, that's <laughs> no. Hey, none, none had COVID, so hey, he's a survivor. So good. He disappeared. Him, Wasn't he all rookie second team? He he's a zero in the series, pretty much. I thought Maybe he was first he team. He might have been. He was all rookie team, first or second. I but. think Heat fans are completely out on none. I can only imagine that they are. I don't know why they wouldn't be. When he did play, he was a complete. It's yeah, incredible. It, he was okay. the starting point guard. Makes, in game three, they squeezed him oh. in for some important minutes, and it didn't go well. Ugh, it's weird to see them thin out the way they are. And all of a sudden, like, even looking at the fifth spot in their rotation, we talk about Crowder, who was decent tonight. He gave them serviceable minutes. But you're seeing Iguodala. Not what they expected from the trade, at least in this series. And then, like, t- that's that's it. Can we talk about this guy? Tatum smoked them. I don't know if enough people are talking about how Iguodala got traded to the Grizzlies and refused oh, yeah. to play. He yeah. never showed up for a single game, a single practice. It was his an own, awful lot. Grizzlies teammates, young teammates like John Morant, those guys were, were publicly being like, F this guy. They need right. him too. Right. Eagle Dow- like, they don't want to be here, then get out. That's right. That's a good point. The, yeah. The reason why Eagle Dow never showed up because they all assumed that the Grizzlies were were gonna suck. They weren't gonna be part of anything. Well, it turns out, as we all know, the Grizzlies were a good team this year. And they drafted really well. They played together as a team, and they were like, "Screw Eagle Dow. You don't want to. You don't want anything to do with this. We don't want anything to do with you." He forced his way. He forced a trade to Miami. So, not only that, F- he made the F- Heat sign him to an extension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they got him for next year. That yeah, was like you know the amount of power he an option though, but still, yeah. No, no, he's he's fully guaranteed for next year. We had to mention, that, we had to yeah. mention that. All right, we had to mention I'm that on the show because I know there's some Heat fans. No, you're right. They need to know that this guy's a freaking fraud. Fraud. <laughs> uh, so Jason Tatum talked after the game. Uh, uh, let's 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 pull you guys. Who do you think he gave? He gave a shout out to for credit for the spark. Deuce. Are you giving us multiple choice or nope. Deuce, Jimmy? For the spark? Uh yeah. smart. Bobby? Uh, that's probably Marcus. Brown? Nope. Let's see. Um, those guys was it was, it was, it was big time tonight. They played with a lot of effort and heart. And especially Ennis. Uh, you know, he's been in his league a long time and He's in a unique situation where, you know, never knows when he's going to play, um, but he's always ready um, to give us that that boost, that spark. You know, both fans, especially rebounding and, and you know, giving him the ball in the low post. Uh, so, and that just shows that, you know, he's a, how good he is, and you know, he's a professional. He's always ready. Ennis freaking Cantor, the Didn't see it. boy. Hey, yeah, I was this guy's some love, man. Show him some love. Unbelievable Turkish tan. His tan game, A plus plus tonight. <laughs> Devastating. This brings tan. me back to this brings me back to something I said during the Toronto series. It feels like every ball handler on the team has like got a center that they like setting their picks. Uh, Kemba's Tice. Uh, yeah. Smart. Smart's Williams and 
Tatum loves Ennis Cantor's screen. Like you have your personal catcher. You know? Yeah. No, I've noticed that. <laughs> you, know, like, you said the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like I find guy. that interesting because yeah. it feels like Cantor sets these like ginormous wall screens that Tatum can burst to the rim off. And so, you know, I think that's something they probably found in those Cantor minutes is you can get Tatum going a little bit too. My, I got to give a quick shout out to my dad. He actually said that to me during the game that Cantor was the spark, and I just kind of laughed him off. And <laughs> sure enough, he's going to be texting me now about that. So. Your dad and Tatum. Celtics yeah, got back to win in the big game. The only two battle. guys that think that. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'm this. I'm a big Cantor guy. I am too. Bobby, this, this, Bobby is the, the, the Greek, Bobby the Greek the Turkish hater. friction over the years. I, I'm, 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 a I'm, I'm very fair to Cantor, and I feel the same way about him. Brad does, as you can well, see. Basketball nerds don't like Cantor. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> That's really what me it comes and Brad. Down to. Me yeah. and Brad are like chums. It's on. defense. <laughs> the pick and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be true, but whatever. I think he helped him out. I think he points are good. And then remember when he first signed, everyone's like losing it because some people were, were confused. They thought just because he was so big that he could automatically protect the rim. Guys, we have rim protectors, and that's Cantor's like, uh no, you guys no. don't. Like no. people were scared he was gonna be the starter, and he was for one game. <laughs> one game, that's right. Yeah. That's how that's how Brad scared Brad was of Cantor. He started him for opening night and never started him again. Was it was it OKC and uh, and Donovan with the yep. hot mic? Yeah, with Cantor, and he's like he's like we can't, he's like we can't have him out there right now. We can't have Cantor out there. He's just getting <laughs> unfortunately that's going to be the defining moment of Cantor's career. If the Celtics don't win it all this year. Oh, we can't we can't have Cantor out there right now. It's too <laughs> bad. Nice guy. He's a popular guy too. Yeah, and he's been on so many teams now, and he's earned that reputation. Like, who else has had a reputation on defense like that of just being awful? Because I can't think of anyone who uh, – Isaiah, maybe, deservedly so. But, like, I can't – like He tries so hard. It's a different just, type of – doesn't have the issue. feet for it. He just can't get back it's on it. It's so anybody. weird, too, because – and, you know, he botched a couple of layups tonight, too. Like He, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Cantor's Cantor. You love him, you hate him, and it's, it all happens in five minutes. You take the good with the bad. You, I mean, you can say that about a lot of. You can say that about Marcus Smart too. I'm extent, glad he's you know, here. Right? I want him back next year. I do. He does a lot of things. Like I said, the the easy offensive rebounding. I mean, no, the things he does, nobody else does. Right. And sometimes you need he it. He scores yep. quickly too when he comes into the game. Yes. He was he was three for three within like six minutes. And, and he just. Gets where he gets the ball and he uses so his body man. and he just moves people out of the way. Those wings, exactly. yeah. To, and you know what? Yeah. I hate. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, I was going to say to what John just said about how he moves people. Maybe you have a banged up um, out of bio and you need and you want a big body in there like Cantor to push him around and you know get a little physical with him, pick up a couple fouls, right? Maybe that's just part of what they're trying to do. You know, make it yeah, uncomfortable but- for him out there. Bam's more of a pick and roll defender than a post defender. So you got a point there. You want to play some isolation against the zone when you get the spots. Yeah. And when they switch wings onto them, those guys don't stand a chance. I hated when the Heat went to Iguodala Center yeah, last game. A couple times and, you know, same yeah. thing. And, like, this is this is something the Celtics have to start taking advantage of, too. I mean, Duncan Robinson's guarding Brown. That's, that's been an automatic foul. You're going to have Iguodala guarding Cantor if that's the way the Heat keep going. And when you get Hero out five. there. Yeah, like they they got the Heat in the foul trouble tonight, and that's something that could be a trend going forward if the Heat keep playing slim. I mean, this is this is crazy. Duncan Robinson at four, Butler at four, Adebayo at five, Dragic fouled out. Jalen looked Hero too at three. 
Jalen looked we- to attack when he knew he had the matchup, and then it got contagious. Tatum started to do it too. Um, but yeah, you have to attack those. You when do we- you have to attack those guys. Yeah, but you know what else helps too? And when Cantor's playing minutes like that, uh, Tice and I, I was impressed with Tice. The fact that Tice he played over so thirty good. minutes. And he didn't commit five or six fouls. When's the last time that happened? What are you clocking? Thirty-four. You know, I just think he's been uh, smartening up defensively, and and maybe there is something to that. To to Bobby's uh, Bobby the the Bobby bomb that he dropped a couple nights ago. Maybe the his uh, hand is banged up because I remember he did get asked about it on Inside the NBA last night. I feel like he was like it's one of those he, he answered. It too was quickly. coy. It was coy. Yeah, even you saw it too, right? Uh, it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Even, I even and the- watch it again. I was like, that was a little. Yeah, so Ira, the Ira there who covers the Heat was pressing Spolster. He was like, "Is it his oh, wrist?" Yeah. And uh, Spolster was like, yeah. "Oh, it's his arm. He iced it. <laughs> you know, like he he's fine. He's gonna play." It's bionic. This this, this is the series. <laughs> I mean, Spolster and Stevens are in a contest to talk less in the series. Like Spolster did a fifty nine second pregame tonight. Like they they, yeah, they just, aren't saying anything. Oh, the other day he I did a twenty one. It's the same thing, you know. Yeah, so like they aren't saying anything. I was about editing it. I was like, is that it? Right. Yeah, these guys are so paranoid right now. This is what we talk about with the lineups. I know we're highlighting Brad a little bit more, but Spoelstra's all over the place too. They're like, we don't want to give the other side an inch strategically. That's because Riley. Feel like I feel Riley, like his approach. Don't friggin' say a thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. That's I feel like in that first quarter, like. Duncan Robinson not only got the green light, it was almost as if Spolstra said, if you touch the ball, dribble up and shoot a three. It was like he was just forcing the issue, but in a good way. And I'm like, this guy, is, he looks like he's aiming for 40. But luckily, like you said, you know, Jalen Brown got him into foul trouble, and that really rattled him offensively. And he's he's gone into foul trouble in every game. So that's a big problem for them, too. It's almost he like gets- he was looking at what happened in the last game. Like, that should be me. Like, damn it. Like, if I can just stay out of foul trouble, I could have had the, the Tyler Hero night. You know, the Tyler Hero of 11 from three so he didn't even do the he, the the only thing he does well he didn't do that yeah he had, well, he had 17 at halftime i'm thinking he's, he's gonna keep going but he, he was the first quarter quarter here tonight um, no, so sure. i feel i feel good about the series right now uh i <laughs> think a lot amazing of, i think a lot of trend no but the other side to that though, there is still there's still so yeah. long to go there's still, there's still so long to go and they put themselves in such a bad game. position each game, when they take the court, you you think that the Celtics have enough to win. And so you always look at it one game at a time. And again, Miami played another shit game. Again, Miami's played not a great series. It's it's a, it's it's amazing. No. Again, maybe that's just who they are. But they, as you said, Bobby, they friggin' annihilate Milwaukee, you know? You know, the, the Celtics are a tougher matchup for them. They're not playing a great series. You know, it's just those 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 few spurts to right. win games one and two. That's the whole the whole the whole series comes down to that right now. Yeah, my it, only my only couple stretches where the Celtics just collapsed and Miami hit everything. Without those, without that in games one and two, this completely different series. My my fear game one's been their best game. Yeah, I I'd, I'd roll with that. And you know, my two fears, I guess, is. The Butler thing still creeping. Like, when's he gonna go off? Because it feels like it's creeping. What, what's gonna be the Butler game? And that could be coming, what seals man. the deal. Yeah. And then I look really at go off. Uh, yeah, go not, not, not like fourth quarter. Like, no, know, yeah, like, yeah. And he kind he kind he kind of did it in game two with those steals out of the zone and the breakouts. But it was still, that was a little mild for being the front man. And I'm a little worried about Hayward too. Not worried, but. 
you know, you're getting modest production from Hayward. You're getting he about two- worse uh, yeah. three games in than he did in game one. Yeah. So, and those but turn those turnovers hurt. No, the, the the alternatives worse, but you're not the getting alternatives worse. But he wasn't moving well at all. Yeah, and you know, four for nine, oh, ten sure points, you take it. His defense is fine. He rebounds. Uh, it's you this know, he's what we said about him. We said he's a minus two in this game. The alternative is better. Wow. You're right, but it's still right. thirty minutes. If he was just eating semi minutes and you know whatever semi and grant minutes, it would be closer to twenty one, twenty two. You know. He's playing 30 minutes, which means you're putting him out there at times where you're looking for him to do stuff. And when he's not doing it, you, you start to wonder whether it's too many minutes. Well, uh, yeah, ESPN even highlighted it. I just feel like when he's going through the motions in those ISO situations where he's looking to attack the offense. Exactly. He's, exactly. That, yeah. he's looking for a pass. Like He's looking for the best option to give exactly. away the ball. Where before, when the star's on the bench, that's when he would eat. You know, that's when he would start going off and just, you know, putting up points with that second unit and being a. He's taking it if it's there and if if it's, but he's right. But he did have a cut. He had a couple in the second half. Couple you know? late. Yeah, 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 no, he did. That's he had, true. Yeah, he had a couple late. I mean, I. So he had to, he had two. Sh- oh, go ahead. No, I, saying, I give him credit. You know, he's probably fighting through a little bit of pain. It's it's unlike Stevens. For to, sure. It's unlike Stevens to, to you know, the guy out there that's not ready to be out there. But for him to play thirty minutes. I mean, that tells me that he's Gordon telling him, like, let me play. Let me go. I, I want to be out there. I want to contribute. I want to do whatever I can. Otherwise, he wouldn't be putting those minutes up. I mean, Brad's not opposed to going to Wanamaker or going to Semi or, or whoever, Grant, Mormon. You know what I mean? You just put those extra 10 minutes up in, in a bunch of different ways. So, I mean, yeah, we all said we're not going to get 100% Gordon Hayward when he comes back. We get Mike, Mike closer to 70%. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing. And honestly... I'll take it because it, it, Gordon Hayward's – I know we could we can talk go we can talk about game four. I don't think Gordon Hayward lost you game four. I don't think he's going to lose you a game. I think he's going to help you win a game. No, you're right about that, yeah. There were two – there were only two stretches I think of tonight. He had a nice breakout, which which was important. I mean, they trusted him to finish off the pass there where Smart didn't do but that yeah, earlier. Yeah, got the off the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was important. I think he had, I think he had a layup. That's in how the- I alley-oop. It looks like my dog, like just trying to jump up for a That is that is the Hayward special, right? Although you know we know his history on that play, which which is tough. I mean, that probably sticks with him. It's like when you're um, playing taps, that one guy is like, "Yo, man, you didn't get off the floor on that one." I swear, yeah, man. Yeah. I did. Nah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw it up. Why? Yeah. So, so he had the you know turn around the lane. He had a good one that, like that in game four too. But then there was a bad stretch later where uh, he took the three early in the clock before the two for one, and then oh. he had the turnover right after that. So that was a little bad stretch right there. That was really bad. But you know, right, you're right. right you're right, Jimmy. Right you're getting third. you're getting thirty minutes of fairly just even basketball where you'd be negative. So right now, He's that's the takeaway with Hayward. Yeah. yeah. The one thing we haven't talked about, and I don't even know if it's worth talking about, but Heat fans. Carson Edwards? Well, that's okay. <laughs> There's two things we haven't talked about. <laughs> Carson Edwards and NBA officiating. <laughs> NBA officiating. I mean, John, you had a few. You had I a few was tweets. about to. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, wow, yeah, just you in about? general. It's just they're, they're mis- missing calls on both ends. I mean, whether it's fouls, whether it's missed goaltending. The Kemba um, three was yeah, like, they, what? They gave the Celtics a lot. Wrong every time. It was every time. Every challenge was like, 
they didn't do this, but he did this. I'm like, actually, no, right. it was that both, and not that. Both challenges like, were wrong. It was offensive. I was cracking up, but Mark Jackson was like, what are we doing here? Why is this taking so right. long? <laughs> they got everything Man, Gundy wrong. Was when pretty they they half and half so many calls on review where they're like, yeah. I'm looking at the Did he win the review or lose the review? I'm going to reverse the call or I'm going to say it was a foul, but I'm not going to have him shoot. And it was right. so it – they, they half and half so many of them. I remember all- game four. The, this, this is actually the rule, I think, but uh, they reviewed the Butler charge – or uh, no, the Tatum charge on Butler – and they overturned it, but they didn't give it to Miami. They did a jump ball. Yeah. Boston gets the ball back and scores right off of it. it. It was like it was like making shit up. They're like, yeah. I don't know, do it. Right. I was gonna say, yeah, the Toronto series that was their go-to. It was, oh, we don't know, jump ball. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, what? No, the two. I, it's like, sorry, go Bob. The two plays that drove me crazy tonight. They called a kick ball on what was a hold on the ground. I don't know who could have kicked it down there with everyone on the floor. Then they called the Kemba three-point foul on the floor. I'm like, what? But overall, the Celtics got a good whistle tonight. I mean, Tatum got 14 free throws. I didn't think Dragic was a foul. It's the same shit. Yeah, I agree with that. did it last series. I'm driving for a layup. My knee's going to go up. Get your frigging nuts out of the way. <laughs> we're reviewing. We're, we're, we're at the We've point We've gone now. over this before. Like, uh, that's my space. I don't care that you happen to have your nuts right there You're- where my knee is like i'm going up with the ball or it's like your face is right in front of this guy's elbow and you yeah. want to get an offense and you want to get a, um, a foul on the shooter it's like dude your face is literally i'm trying to take a shot right my elbow goes up and you put your face there right right it, so that, that to me it's just it's like walking into a punch the one thing that's really really pissed me off is this hostile act reviews remember when it first happened celtics bucks they did the hostile act and we were all like, hostile act. Well, I've never heard of this in my life. What the hell is a hostile act? Now it's like three times a freaking game feels like we're getting hostile act reviews for just complete nonsense stuff yeah, that, that was nonsense. you would normally never review it. Is this a new thing now? We're just doing hostile act reviews? Yeah, we just do it. I mean, like, what was that even a hostile act review for? That was guys- with, um it's like yeah. if you if anyone gets tapped in the head right. now, it's a hostile act. You guys saw the end of the Lakers game. It ruins last night the whole too. flow of the game. It does. The end of the Lakers game last night was special. I special officiating. Uh, <laughs> let's just say LeBron got some leeway guarding. Oh, I heard Murray all about it. Because well, yeah. the Lakers went to the league about it. Right? Yeah, they did that too. But I don't understand about the official. Shout out to Coach Malone for the best comment after the game, though. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> he goes, you know, maybe I don't know. I don't know how to go uh, take the right protocol about what the Lakers did, but maybe I need to do that, you know, to get some help for the Nuggets. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh, it's so, I mean, we talked about in the Toronto series. It's such a typical part of postseason procedure to file your formal complaint with the league or sit on the podium and take your fine just to get mm-hmm. that leeway, the swing back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, I don't think that's been a big part of this series. It's just been bad both ways in the series. When did refs start I agree. aggressively looking to call a foul every time a guy shoots a three and leans into the defender? It's it's like they that's been driving me nuts for more than anything. Yeah, favorite sure. thing in the world. They can't wait to call it. They're sitting yeah. there like their eyes are this big, and they're like, "Did he step into his space?" And then they blow the whistle. 
every time. Some of them look to see the balls when they go in. That, that shouldn't have anything ball. to do with it. What the hell is so exciting to them about it? And, and what does that tell you, John? This is this is the problem with the NBA now. Football. Like, give me a new toy, something else to call this. Yeah, game. yeah. Football. This happened to football eight years ago or so. The rule book got so big, so complicated, so convoluted on like the pass interference that it just became such a shit show. They don't know what's what. Uh, they, it's inconsistent. And now you throw a replay in there in a league where there's so many calls that should be 50 50. You know what I've hated this year too? The spirit of the role when someone comes behind and whacks a ball out of bounds behind someone has always uh, been that the guy from coming from behind, when they do that, it's out on them just because like that's the action they take. But now they they minimize it. They look at the fingertips and, oh, the guy in front of them had grazed off his fingernail and they're reversing that. When all of basketball history, that's just been the guy from behind. It's like the phantom tag at second play, second base on a double Replay, replay oh, hasn't yeah. made – Replay hasn't made the NBA better by any means. They're not using it because they're, like you said, Bobby, they're not using it in the right situations. You know what I mean? And they're they're overusing it. Tell me if a ball late in the game, the the fingertips with the ball going out of bounds, that's a big one. You know, the fouls are impossible. You go frame by frame. Like, it's just, it's so hard to tell. The charge block, yeah. These these plays aren't meant to be. Slow it down. It looks like a guy got in position because it's freaking slow motion so it looks right. like he's standing there for longer you know like it's it's just not a, it's it doesn't make sense a lot of the time all right no, yeah. it doesn't. this is a, a rough rough game both ways for the officials they got they got so many things wrong this is a rough game overall i mean have you guys ever seen the celtics go from first quarter looking like that to what they did by the fourth by you know and we've given the celtics some credit but it largely was the Heat just standing around, hoping that they could win this one by default too. Like, yeah, running out the clock. Yeah, this game was between this and Game Four. It was like, wow. Like, but neither of these teams want to claim any of these games. This was a weird one, and again, I have no idea who shows up next game. Well, that's the thing is because we all thought <laughs> after Game Three that the Celtics were going to come out like guns blazing for Game Four. <laughs> it was the complete opposite. Yeah. So. Fool you, you know, fool you once, shame on you. Fool you twice, shame on me. Threes. Exactly. Oh, I mean, you read the text already. I mean, we were all beside ourselves with the way that. I want to read it again. That was hilarious. I, I mean, I just can't get over. I guess I'll I say, mean, hey, give 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 Brad a little bit of credit for whatever he said or whatever adjustments they made at halftime because this was the best third quarter they've played. I don't know ever. <laughs> I mean, at, especially when you consider how awful they played in the first half to come out and totally flip the script like that was well, what's what's gonna tilt, expect what's gonna tilt back in miami's direction is the three-point shoot and they go 28 in game four 19 percent from three tonight and if you look at game four outside of hero it, it was right down at 20 percent too there, so yeah. for a team that shot 38 percent from three all year that's that's gonna go up again they're over the overall the overall field goal percentages in bo- the both teams tonight were within 0.01 of each other, I think. It was like For 40, three? 45, yeah. no, period. 45.3, uh, 45.2 for the Celtics. Yeah, 45.3, 45.2. And the Celtics were only about 30% from three, too. So, I mean, shooting-wise wasn't it. I mean, the rebounding was huge in the Celtics' favor. The layups uh, killed the Celtics in that department, too. So, so the number ended up being 12 and 11. At the end of the day, a lot of a few of those were late. Really, the Celtics took care of the ball all game long. Assists both teams. I'm not looking at it now, but I think it was like 29-27. Actually, it was- Nailed it. Yeah. yeah, I looked. I was looking at them all earlier. I was like, it's pretty balanced across the board. With yeah. the rebounding being the only thing that yeah. had a huge edge there, and that 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 helped a lot. But you're right, 
Uh, Celtics did miss quite a few layups again. Marcus Smart again driving. I don't mean to go back to it, but like those two. The, yeah, how many times in transition did he just take the worst shot anybody could imagine a person taking in transition? <laughs> like step. Right, no, seriously, it was weird. It was like he was trying to like make a statement. It was odd. No, seriously, oh. I didn't want to get all controversial here, you know, especially after a win. But yeah, no, I was thinking that too. Oh my god. Well, he rolls. It's like he's doing whatever he wants out there. He's and either following good or sometimes going to be bad. Yeah, either that or he thinks like degree of difficulty helps him because it takes the pressure off when he makes these f- crazy shots. But like that was twice he didn't give it to Jalen because he hates him. <laughs> the the layup in transition was weird. He Fact. he he Fact. he he, he Fact. just twisted himself into a knot on that. He play. had that a was like, right there. Why did he twist? He went, from, he went from the right side to the left side, yeah. and his body was contorted this way, and he's trying to shoot over there with Bam on him. Like, why did you go? across your body towards the defender instead of shielding it and like trying to go up this way it was it, it rough staring at it. oh my god I'm, I'm it was are you serious right now like that was the most obvious like just go for the layup it's right there when it when it got to 60 60 i said it could be 70 60 because they missed two layups mm-hmm. in transition Cantor missed two layups uh, there was another – I think it might have been Hayward missed the layup too. Like the string of shots oh, no, that they missed in the basket smart. in the second. Where, the one when he did that and then the one when he was uh, the breakaway and he was just – I don't know. He just missed it. It, wasn't yeah. even, it was more yeah. of a, a short shot, I think. Or was it, was it a layup attempt? I don't know, but he missed it. It was two feet away. Yeah. Oof. Smart had quite the game. On smart, though, <laughs> one turnover. So give him that. Smart and Kemba each had one turnover. So when you're when your guards are protecting the ball, that goes such a long way. So the passing was crisp tonight, though. No, I'm hey, sorry. that that was huge. The not turning it over. I mean, because that's what we get mad at. They lose. They, about the most. they lose this game if they turn it over. Probably that's as close as it was. Right. right. That's yeah. the killer more yeah. than anything. It's like right set, settling for those threes and turning the ball over on offense. It just kills you. Um, and when. And and Miami Miami isn't that good of a half court team. We see it no. again tonight. You keep them out of transition. They're like a forty five percent. They're not going to be twenty percent from three, but they can't produce good threes in the half court well, either. You got the second half effort with the Celtics though, because when they get caught behind those screens, when they're you know you get those what we saw in the first two games, it's just it's difficult because they can get going. Things it's Bam on the it's Bam on the pick and roll and. Yeah. And when when you're switching into the matchups that they want you to be in, uh, that those are the two things that get them burned in those half court. Yeah, for sure. Um, when they're not doing that, and again, they they it seemed like uh, Bobby, you tell me, were, were they switching less tonight? Celtics overall, yeah, with Tice out there, you know, like they, right? That that makes a difference. Um, yeah. They have the defenders to stay with these guys enough in that in the, in the half court. They probably they probably got to scrap that best five lineup. Like, I wouldn't touch it. You gotta switch too much. You're exposing yourself too much to Kemba. You lose your it rebounding advantage. Gordon's not himself because he needs to be fully athletic and engaged, right. and able. It, he's got to play bigger than he is there, and he's got to be be able to to rise up and like to to to. to he's just got to be able to do more than he can do. Right see now. that next game though. I wouldn't be surprised. You see a different uh, Hayward, or even yeah. the guy we saw two games ago. Yeah, Jimmy, where were, we, were we about to jump in? Oh, I was gonna say I think sometimes they switch too much. When they're Way when they, they they let Miami dictate their yeah. matchups too much on defense instead of fighting through those picks yeah. and staying with you know the guy that best suited to their best suited to guard. So I actually right. think the switching sometimes hurts them. Even though Brad loves to have you know the most versatile lineup out there, I still think you know Spolster is a genius too, and he can pick and choose which guys he wants to you know switch on to who. 
So I think sometimes it hurts the Celtics the way when they switch as much as they do. And uh, the second thing I was going to say was I was going to ask Bobby, why does Smart hate Tatum so much? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to do the bill. I'm going to do the bill. I'll do the Bill Belichick with that one. Mm. Just not answer it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't ask Belichick that. I think that, I, think right. I would skip that well, question. We got another one. It's Sunday, 7.30, thankfully. Um, so slightly yeah. later. Um, but uh, we're back. So let's 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 go around the horn and let's end this thing. Uh, what team comes out in game six, Joe Sway? If the Celtics limit three-point shooting and get out to a good first half start, they don't have to have a big lead, but just – not what we saw tonight because you're not going to survive that second night. I say the Celtics. If not, forget it. Miami wins. Series over. Yeah, if Bam is still not himself, if you can play Tice and have him be as effective as he was tonight, Miami's a little bit thinner. Loses one of their biggest advantages. This one's going seven. Jimmy? I just can't quit you, Celtics. I yeah. just can't quit you. I just can't. Every time I'm, every time I'm ready to walk away, you pull me back in for a little bit more. So I got to go with the Celtics here for the same reasons I've consistently gone with them. I think when they're playing their best basketball, they're a much better team than the Heat is. We saw that a little bit tonight in the second in the second half. The only thing I'm concerned about is consistency. I mean, we saw how they came out in game three, put up a stinker in game four. They come out playing well second half of game five i have no idea to expect game six but i'm going to trust that they want to ride this momentum i will say this the heat better treat this game like a must win because i don't think they want to get to a game seven with the celtics yeah. after two straight wins and and the narrative starts to change and the pressure is now suddenly all on the heat mm, so yeah. you're the heat you <laughs> hey, definitely want to win be surprised game. again jimmy not, you know not you jimmy butler if he gets <laughs> or me. In this, if he gets in the zone or if he just feels any type of itch to take over and say, you know what, I'm going to bring this team to the finals, it's going to happen. I'm just you not know? worried about a Jimmy Butler game. Just, but, but, I'm worried again, about that too. That doesn't necessarily mean a, a Heat win, right? Like if he gets too into it, that could be a good thing for the Celtics too. If so. Jimmy Butler is taking over the offense for the Heat, it's because nobody else has anything yeah. going, and that's bad for Miami. That's I'm my more worried about like Dragic. You know what I mean? Like that dude. Right. I'm just, way more killer. Is there? I'm way more worried about guys who can light it up from all over the place than Butler taking it to the hole and drawing a couple of fouls. That's just I. I yeah, it's not going to look like that. It, really I mean, that all... it might look like that, Bobby. That's the thing. Like he'll, he'll do it little by little, and then next thing you know, it's yeah. a point game. Well, what he'll do is he'll get to the free throw line, and then if the Celtics are feeding turnovers like they've been, that's where he'll kill you too. Like it's not going to be him. Yeah, he'll run the pick and roll too. I'm surprised they didn't do that more tonight. Um, so you know, what my biggest worry is this back and forth we've been talking about. Like the Heat throw a new wrinkle in, and all of a sudden Brad changes what he's doing, what worked tonight. Uh, there's there's an inconsistency in lineups. Another there's an inconsistency. Yeah. Who knows? Like, you might see none pop back in there. They might do an Olenek Bam thing. Like, they didn't run a lot of zone tonight, yeah. believe it or not. That, that was another thing. I mean, that, that didn't work well in their favor. So they probably will bring back more zone next game. They will. For sure they will. Um, my thought I, I share with Bobby, I think if Bam is legit hurt, that changes the whole thing. Because that, oh, that, yeah. that was the clear edge Miami had in the series. Uh, from a personnel standpoint, if they don't have the series started, yeah, if they don't have that anymore, it's not as it's not as pronounced. That hurts them a ton. The other thing I will say, just based off of our uh, our early game text barrage and just 
watching Celtics Twitter meltdown. You know, with the game. Yeah, there was off-season talk at halftime. Yes, was like, I, so the reason I'm bringing this up is just to show what an awesome job the NBA has done to make this real. You know, like yeah, it's playoff intensity in the Feels game. Real. It pl- with the fans were you know fans are losing their minds the way you would when 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 the real games are going on it, it feels real I, you know it's everything about it is has been like a, just a, like an amazing job you know like we're deep into the playoffs here and it feels like you're deep into the playoffs that being yeah. said that being said john I, <laughs> I had the tweet ready but when the Celtics lost tonight, I, I had the tweet ready, fake season anyways. Like, I was yeah. just going to tweet that. Fake oh, season yeah. anyways. It doesn't even matter. Like, <laughs> That's happening regardless, yeah. Fact. No. Fake season. No, if they no win, different, it was right. the most impressive. And if Miami and Denver were in the finals, we'd be like, freaking fake champion. <laughs> All this for Miami-Denver? Yeah. Look at these really? Miami-Denver fake. LeBron Celtics, is not real. Doesn't count the Celtics for Celtics pull it off. It's the most impressive. It's the most impressive win, in my opinion. That you could add. It's more impressive than a real season because of everything they had to go through. Well, yeah, this is this spin. is this is what's different about this year. <laughs> if you do think the Celtics could come back and win this, three three one comebacks in the same postseason, that that's that's a little nutty. This would be the bubble. Third. This would be the third. Yeah, uh, that that's ridiculous. It's gonna be four. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll have Denver Boston. We'll have Denver Boston. We didn't even think about that one. Yeah, that's gonna fun be too. Yeah. Oh, the Celtics right, will fellas. probably lose that series right. too. Six Sunday, we'll be here uh, for it. The same crew, Jimmy Toscano. Seven thirty. Woo! Seven thirty. That's nice. Joe Celtics win that game. We Mario may have our guy, our uh, our Emerson guy. I think he's hiding right now. Dylan, he'll be back for more. Um, yeah, and Bobby Manning, uh, Celtics blog, CLNS Media. Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, game six, maybe game seven. Let's do it. One game at a time. 